Hello and welcome to Alan and Gary's Two Bearded Men podcast with me, Alan. And me, Gary. Okay, the format of this podcast is we go away, find an article that takes our fancy, do a little bit of research and bring it to the table for discussion. So, over to Gary. Hi, my uh, subject for this week is uh, called Brain Cloud. Now, um, this is something you might have seen before, like in the Matrix, where they sit in the chair and they get plugged in and um, access all information. Now, uh, wouldn't that be good? That would be brilliant, that would, because you could surf the internet while you're working and nobody would know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can imagine, you're like, are you working? Of course I'm working, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go and take a pub quiz and win every time. Yeah, that would be, well, as long as you didn't use Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the, the pub master, quiz, pub master, the quiz master. Uh, excuse me for a rustling paper, I'm, I'm being very... Tidy, you're yeah, tidying. Well, I'm, not, you, I'm shifting stuff. You're, you're multitasking. Yeah, I'm trying to talk and think and move at and the same time. And it's been recorded, you've been caught multitasking. So you know I've knocked that you off. You can knock there. things over at the same time. It's yeah, great, that yeah. was me knocking things off a shelf. Yeah, well, um, they have, uh, in the process of, well, this has been in the, obviously this has been like a, a thing that everybody would like to do, and this has been on everybody's radar for many, many years. <clears throat> in fact, they have managed to do a brain-to-brain uh, uh, -brain transfer of information. Really? They have, yeah. But Successfully did that, yeah. yeah. What did they transfer? Did you research that? I didn't research the actual uh, things that they transferred, to be honest. Um, so you could transfer thoughts over? It's, I think it's, a, yeah, basically, but it's, it, it's basic stuff, it's basic signals. Well, so. that, that's good for, that's good for uh, the uh, CIA because you don't need to talk to anybody anymore. You can just yeah. plug in and, <laughs> and wait from, think about what they've done. Yeah, well, uh, this is not quite so advanced at the moment, uh, but... Yeah, uh, but can you imagine that if, uh, you know... Just in police interviews, did you do it? No, of course I did it in my head. <laughs> yeah, you're lying. You don't have yeah. to tell us it anyway. We can see it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, this has been um, in a proper studies. Uh, so it says started in 2000. Uh, researchers at Berkeley using, have been developing um, nanotechnology. So there's, there's a company who's, I've uh, been trying to develop nanobots. I mean, this you hear about this in science fiction movies and stuff like this. But, well, it's know. actually science fact, isn't it? Because yeah. I've seen them. Uh, <clears throat> these they creating. They've got little nanobots that they can put in your eye and target very very specific blood vessels and inject mm. uh, medicine to a very specific area. And it has been shown to in certain eye diseases where the capillaries are closing up yeah. to re repair sight and also they're looking at uh, taking bee venom and putting it in nanobots and putting that into your blood supply and getting training you or training or teaching your nanobots to attack cancer cells just basically kill the cells at cellular level mm. basically pop them the bee venom so this looks like a promising technology and uh, the way this is supposed to work is they get um Injected into the uh, or uh, distributed around the brain, 
because different areas of the brain do different things and uh, uh, for different uh, functions and stuff like that. Right. And so these are supposed to be able to communicate wirelessly and with a, a, mm. a cloud service kind of thing. That'd be bizarre. I mean, that's where it just signals out there. Just imagine it's a but a machine AI, you'd have to learn what you what's actually happening. Interpret, yeah, yeah. the signal. I wonder what, what would what would be use the use of it though? I mean, why? Why not? Why why uh just imagine uh, right, you need to go away and learn something, you know, who could uh help there'd be military uses no doubt, and this is probably where oh, yeah. it all stems from. But uh, you know, you want to learn a new skill. Well, you don't have to spend years trying to as long as it's a mental skill. <laughs> like learning a new language yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. That would really be good actually. Yeah. If you'd learn a language when you're asleep. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. Yeah. Wake up and you'd be all knowing. Yeah. Well, maybe not all knowing, no. but <laughs> no more. It'd be nice yeah. also, uh, eventually, um it talks about again it's a brain to brain transference and if you can do that wirelessly without even picking up. You could pick up your phone. You can write a text and do stuff like that. But imagine being able to just do it by thought. Yeah, see, that's just one step away from the very rich people transferring the brain before they die <laughs> and putting themselves in a machine and then hijacking somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and wiping the brain and living again. Yeah. Well, there lies another no, the science horror. Of, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, they, these things are quite often abused as well as you know advances. Of course, so. yeah. I mean, the ethics of it as well. I suppose the ethics are going to come into it. But it would be good for uh, to be able to repair or re-educate your brain when you've had that brain damage and stuff like that. Yeah, I would imagine these would help in, in that scenario. Yeah, or transfer skills to different set of your brain or whatever, mm. if possible. As long as they, uh, they don't start malfunctioning and overheating them, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, ah, half your brain Sneeze gone. and they all come out. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, this has obviously been something that's been going around for many years as well. And uh, it was told that uh, Benjamin Franklin applied electric current to his brain in the hope that um, uh, that, that would uh, spark some something off. I don't know what he was trying to do. but It probably spark pain. <laughs> but, you know. This is something which he's uh, due to... It's Frankenstein, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Uh... Mary Shelley. We've always known that electric is useful for all sorts of things, and mm. it's just how you use. You know, it's all about the use of power elements and stuff like that. Okay, so that's my uh, yeah. So brainwashing by nanobots, or brain teaching by nanobots. Now what I've got. Sorry, I'm just looking at all my bits of paper here. What I've brought to the table is, ah, yes, the EU are planning to block, sorry, I'll rephrase that because I got it wrong. The UK is trying to block the EU. Uh, EU's plan to stop countries changing the clocks. British summertime and Greenwich Mean Time. Mm. So I got all intrigued with that. Because actually, it's something that's annoyed me for years, why we change the clock. You know, and all you ever get told is, oh, well, school children are going to school in the dark and the farmers. And I never understood the farmers bit because 
what difference does it make if they're plowing a field at 8 o'clock and they've got 12 hours or they're plowing it at 7 o'clock and they've got 12 hours? It's the same length of daylight, isn't it? So they'll just get a line. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's pretty difficult to... Well, when you've got young kids, you try and tell them clocks have changed and you've got to stay in bed for another hour <laughs> or you've got to get up an hour earlier. Yeah. I've always uh, thought it was a bit bizarre, but... Um, yeah, I've got a solution to it. Everybody's arguing about moving it forward and an hour or even moving it forward two hours and leaving it. I reckon they should just move it half an hour and give up. Half the difference? Yeah, just move it half an hour. I don't know why nobody's ever thought of that. I probably have thought of it. There's probably some great scientific reason. <laughs> so I started looking into uh, where um, Daylight Savings Time came from and I've... Benjamin Franklin's name came up. He did not invent daylight saving time, though he definitely had some daylight saving time uh, adjacent ideas, apparently. Ah. When he was in Paris, he reckoned that if you changed it. Oh, the story here is that in 1784, we woke up at 6 a.m. and he was astonished to see light streaming through the window. Yeah, but it was a bit of a thing. Eh? But anyway, he didn't invent it. The person that invented it was a Artist architect named William Willett. He invented it. And what reason he invented it, it was it was basically he used to get up very early in the morning, go for a ride, because he could afford a horse. He'd obviously oh. had a lot of money. Uh, as you know. Do. Yeah. And he realised that when he was riding his horse it was light outside and he was also the only one up. And like Franklin, he thought it was a waste of perfectly good sunlight. So instead of it so it dawned on him, instead of getting everybody up with a cannon, if you move the clocks forward, and he suggested moving it 20 minutes every Sunday in April at 2am, and then move the clocks back with 20 minutes every Sunday in September, he argued it would get people outside and exercising, and it would save on electricity, gas and candles. And he estimated it would save $200 million. Well, I mean, uh, you've always got to have a good justification for bringing something in, and uh, mm -hmm. saving money is usually quite big in any kind of uh, yeah. criteria, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it's that bit where all people go out exercise. No, they've just got work, <laughs> you know? And the people that uh, opposed it were the farmers. <laughs> yeah. And then daylight saving times actually brought in in the first world war and it was the germans that brought it in first and after basically they brought it in uh it kicked off at 11 p.m on sunday april the 30th 1916 and it ended up to 1 a.m on sunday the 1st of october austro-hungary holland denmark and sweden followed uk finally got on board in may 1916 and several other countries followed Europe. So it was basically the Germans did it just to save energy in the armaments factories. And again, farmers aren't really bothered about it, apparently. Okay, and after the warm war ended, farmers began to lobby aggressively to repeal the daylight savings time, which again, it's, it's going into that um, myth that it's for farmers and for school children walking to school. Yeah. Farmers never wanted it. It's just a thing. Um, and I'm just reading through what little bits I've got. Another one, came, well, basically argued about it all the way up till 
the second world war came out and then that was how it put an end to it and that is where daylight savings times come from but obviously european union have seen sense uh, there's been uh, successful attempts to extend the duration of daylight saving times, most of which were influenced once again by business, but not farmers. Mm. So farmers are the only ones that, if it's light, they can get up. Doesn't matter if it's four in the morning or nine in the morning to them, does it? Because no. it, you've got a finite amount of daylight to do your jobs. They need light, but then again, it doesn't really matter now because as everybody drives down a country road. And sees a tractor coming the other way, <laughs> or worse still, one what's ploughing a field and it's coming at you. Aye. The the spotlights they have on them. Well, I've had them come. Uh, the tractors. I've had them in the middle of the country, obviously, because that's where usual most farms are. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> the farms are. Yeah, but with no, uh, of course, there's no street lights, and they're coming at you with absolutely no lights on at all. So they're thinking, oh, well, you know, there's a little bit of light there. We can see our way. We're not bothered. But they've got these great big forks sticking out the front. And yeah. I've, I've nearly come a cropper once or twice yeah, <coughs> over the years. Well, I generally don't come drive into the tractors. I ge generally drive up to the tractors and sit behind them for hours. <laughs> Being in my life, I swear when I retire, I'm going to buy a tractor. <laughs> I'm going to buy a tractor and I'm going to go and get a paper in rush hour so I can get everybody back. <laughs> for all them years. Yeah, for all them years, I've had to stay behind tractors. <laughs> ah, but never mind. Anyway, that was my uh, brief. Obviously, you can tell we don't research these things very much. We just... In my case, print off six sheets of paper, which I've used three words from. <laughs> and so that's it. That's uh, the end of this vlog. Vlog? It's no. not even a vlog. It's a podcast. Podcast. End of our podcast for today. So it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me, Gary. Bye. Bye.